Welcome to the Mind Your OT Business podcast, where we empower and equip occupational therapy practitioners and others to be savvy and successful entrepreneurs. I'm your host, Laura Park Figueroa. Are you ready to take action? Let's jump in. Hello, friends. I spent all morning working on revising the interview guides that we use in my private practice at Outdoor Kids OT to interview potential candidates for therapist positions. And I realized that I have a lot of thoughts and tips that may save you time in your practice building your team. So I'm gonna just share some quick thoughts here that I hope will save you a lot of time as you interview. The first thing is to get very clear on the values in your practice. So every therapy practice is going to have different values that inform how you work with children. Or if you don't work with kids, I always use pediatric examples, of course, because that's what I do. But any practice, really, you're going to have values. You're going to be different than other practices out there in very specific ways based on what you value and what you prioritize in your work with your clients. And so the first step in creating a really great interview process, an interview guide to inform your selection of new team members is to get clear on your values. If you are not clear on your values yet, it's okay. Many people run businesses for many years without really doing that work of kind of identifying those values, but it's such a great process to go through as a business owner to get clear on your values. And there are many books on this topic. Donald Miller, who wrote Building a Story Brand and Marketing Made Simple and Business Made Simple and all those books, many of you probably know of him. He has a lot of great resources that are free online about writing your values. In particular, I used the book Traction by Gino Wickman. You may have heard me mention it before. I highly recommend it. If you are watching this video and it's relevant to you because you are starting to build a team in your practice, highly recommend above any other book Traction by Gino Wickman, if you are at that point of building a team. I have said before, I feel like that book might be very overwhelming if you are just getting started in business, but if you're building a team, it is essential. In that book, he talks about establishing your values and and how to use those to inform everything you do in your business. Now, I don't exactly know if I got the idea of building an interview guide from those values from the book Traction, but that is what I'm going to tell you to do next. Well, in the step after the next step. So the first one is get clear on your values. The second thing that I would really recommend is to go through a thought process where you identify problems that you've had with previous staff members. Now, that doesn't mean that there was anything wrong with this particular person, right? Everybody has their strengths and weaknesses. But if you can think about the things that have caused problems in your business, like maybe with workflow getting backed up or with communication breaking down or with deadlines not being met, things like that. If you can think about things in your business that have been problems with previous employees or previous team members or even volunteers, if you haven't had paid team members yet, think about volunteers you've had or collaborations you've done in past work experience and think about problems that you've experienced and then identify 
the type of person that you want in your practice in order to avoid some of those potential problems happening again. So you can then, once you have your values in place and those problems identified, you move on to writing the questions for your interview process. So in my practice, we have two different interview guides. We are just now starting this. This has not happened in past interviews. So if you've worked in my practice or been interviewed by me, this is a new thing we're doing. We are now having two interview processes because we're at a place in the business where we're growing and there are levels between me and the person before they hit me for the last interview, if that makes sense. So I think what we will do going forward is have a team member do the first interviews with our selected candidates from the applicant pool, and then they will recommend the top two to be interviewed by me as the CEO of the business. So these are structures you get in place as your business grows. Now, for our interview guides, we took those values that we have at Outdoor Kids OT and we wrote questions specifically trying to identify if the person we are interviewing has those same values and meets the criteria that we would have for the type of person that we want on our team at Outdoor Kids OT. And then we also wrote questions specifically targeting scenarios to identify those those problem areas that we had, right? In, in previous maybe collaborations or in our previous team experiences that we've had at Outdoor Kids OT. And again, no one's to blame for that. It's everybody having strengths and weaknesses and wanting to make sure that your team is balanced. Now, the scenario questions are what I highly recommend you include as you write questions in your interview guide. I don't really want to share the specific ones. I have shared them in some of my paid programs with with clients that I've coached in their businesses, but I don't want to share publicly on this video the questions we ask because obviously people could be watching this that might be interviewed <laughs> in my practice, but I do want to encourage you to think about scenario-based questions. So when you develop questions, think about what question will actually target them responding in a way that shows you how they would behave in the types of situations in which you have encountered problems with other team members before. What I mean by scenario-based questions is asking the interviewee to role play with you a bit, giving them a scenario saying, for example, let's say you were leading an outdoor group and this thing happened, what would you do? How would you respond? How would you communicate? You know, asking them questions to actually kind of embody how they would be in the moment to look at how they problem solve, look at how they communicate when they face a challenging situation or a situation that maybe just is not even challenging, but is just something that they are absolutely going to encounter in the work that they're going to do in your practice. So scenario-based questions are a big thing. The other thing is to make sure that you, I, I think in general, we all need to just learn how to ask better questions. That is something that I feel like I really had to learn when I took a survey design class. Wow, you want to learn how to ask good questions. Take a survey design class. That'll teach you how. But asking better questions, the primary thing I can say is to think about making sure that your questions are open-ended, that they're not just a yes or no answer or not just a short kind of brief answer. Asking questions that start with words like, tell me about, 
or share with me how, or how would you describe, or share an experience when, you know, those type of questions that that really elicit some critical thinking on the part of the interviewee in order to identify a specific situation or a specific challenge or problem that they may have had to solve in the past. Those type of questions are just a gold mine for really allowing you to really get to know someone quickly and to see how they will respond and problem solve when in real practice situations in your business. And then the last thing I would say in this writing questions topic is to visualize how you yourself would respond in in an interview situation with whatever question you are devising, right? Not that everybody would respond the same way, but I think doing that mental exercise of actually thinking, if I was sitting in this interview, being interviewed, how would I respond to this question? Or how would it make me feel? How would I have to think and creatively and realistically, you know, thinking past on my own experience, how would I have to come up with an answer to this question? And that helps you kind of identify in just a little way. Again, not everyone's the same. Not everyone's going to have the same response to the same question. But to help you embody how that person will feel being asked the question that you are asking in the interview. Okay. Now, it should be reiterated that all of the questions that you write need to focus on the values that your business is based on, as well as the problems that you have found in past teams, okay? Finally, if you've written your questions and you have your interview guide all written out, I would encourage you after, I'm gonna circle back to say one more thing about interview guides actually, but I would encourage you to, after the interview, bring people back for a working interview. Like after an interview on Zoom or an interview in person where you're just talking together, ask people to do actual tasks that you will have them do in practice. So that may be sharing a note that is anonymized that they have written or maybe planning a treatment session and giving you that, um, showing showing that they can plan a treatment session. Something that that would be a task or something required in the work that you're asking them to do. Or you can actually have them come and do a working interview where they are actually um, maybe shadowing another therapist and leading a small part of a session, or maybe they're actually, after they observe a session, they're leading a session in your practice, right? So that you actually see them work with a client under supervision, of course, but you get a much better feel for someone when you actually see them in the environment in which they're going to be working and see them doing the work in a semi-simulated manner, of course, because they're we, we have to own that and understand that they are being watched and there may be some nerves there and things like that. But the working interview is essential. Now, I want to circle back to an interview guide because I, I do have one last helpful tip about that. So the way that I have structured mine and Outdoor Kids OT was essential to helping me select the best client because I interviewed a lot of people for the last position that we had about a year ago. And honestly, even the best interviewer, even the best CEO when interviewing people, you can't remember the first person you interviewed by the time you've interviewed seven, eight, 10, 12 people. You can't remember all of those people in your brain. If you can, you're superhuman because I certainly couldn't do it. 
if you can, you're better than me. So, <laughs> so what I did was I created an interview guide and basically this was just a table. It's a Microsoft Word document or a Google Doc. And in my practice, we use Google Docs. And it is a table that has the question on one side and it really systemizes systematizes the interview process when you do this too. So you use the interview guide, you make a table in the Google Doc that has the question on one side of the table. Then there is a column for rating them and then there's a column for notes. So anyone who is doing the interview has to rate each question on a scale of one to four. One being like very poor, two being average, three being above average, and four being the top one to three percent of people, like like incredible response, like just blew you out of the water. This way, you really sort out the average interviewees from those who are top notch, right? And I'll be honest with you, the last time that I did interviews, if I had not had that rating scale on all of the interview guides that I did, I don't think I would have been able to accurately assess the the quality of the applicants just based on my own notes. So having a numerical rating scale on your interview guide with each question rated on a scale of one to four, you may do one to three, but one to four worked really well for me on this last interview process that I did about a year ago. And I highly recommend doing that because it systematizes your interview process and allows you to numerically rank people rather than base your your selection of applicants on your emotions. Because we really can get caught up in whether we like someone or not or what our personal perception of them was. And systematizing that interview process with a numerical rating scale really allows you to make the interview process more fair, I think, and actually assess them rationally as well as you can have sections on there for assessing their communication or their rapport or your general feel about the the interviewee. You can totally do that. But having the numeral rating, the numeric rating on every single question forces you to really look at ranking people according to how they performed answering every question and gives you a more global picture of the person and allows you to systematize the process. So I hope this was helpful. I was hoping to keep it to 10 minutes. It's 15 I'm going to log off here and please drop any questions you have below about the interview process if I can help you systematize it and make it easier to build a great team for your practice. So oops, something I forgot to mention was that I recorded this also as a Facebook Live. So when you just heard me say, drop your comments below, that's because I was also doing a Facebook Live while I was recording this podcast episode. So since you cannot comment below on a podcast episode, please DM me on Instagram. Let me know at Laura Park Fig. Let me know your thoughts about interviewing. I would love to hear if this episode was helpful to you or if you have other comments or needs around interviewing. I know this is something that many people have asked me about in the past, and that is an important topic for us as we grow our teams as entrepreneurs. Again, I want you to take a small step. Maybe that small step is 
hiring someone, maybe even your first someone to help you in your business. So take a small step because small steps make great gains over time. Until next time, mind your OT business.